LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 218. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. You sound a little... Ari echoed, and I'm echoing. Fuck. I'm not feeling that on my end. Well, I'm hearing it. Ooh. Have you tried turning it off and turning it back on again? We've been through this today. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) And I see a comment to bite me. Bend over. Uh (laughs) Well, you did see the ongoing um, meme thread between me and Saya, did you not? (laughs) Uh, I must have missed it. Yeah, you you can't you posted on it. You posted a bitch on Discord. Yeah, that was it. That's all I. Re- that's all I did. Yep, yep, yep. Hey, yeah. it's not doing it anymore. No, it's not. How about that? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! We are live tonight, week of June second, two thousand fifteen, on the VOG Network. We're here Tuesdays at nine thirty p.m. Eastern, with replays Thursdays at two. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merck, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesearch.net. The chat room is Vog, V-O-G, or you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash vognetwork. There is a link, that's IRC link. You click on it, whatever your default chat client is, we'll bring it directly to the chat room. So before we get into it, I just got to say, did you miss us? <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, maybe they missed you. I doubt anybody missed me, please. I didn't miss you. Well, I was attached to your hip, that's why. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, hi. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. Love you too, Mako-chan. I doubt anyone missed me. Well, if you go to the chat room at live.vognetwork.com, Sarah Ackerman missed us. So that's something. I mean, come on. Okay. Um, let me check something on the. Fuck. There we Stand go. That's straight. perfect. Okay. Had to check the settings of the Skype computer. For those who didn't know, like when we had trouble before we left, when I booted up the Skype computer, it deleted the internal sound drivers, which is why it caused uh, problems. But it's fixed now, and we're good to go. Um, let's see. Why is this plugged out? All right. There we go. Perfect. Uh, I hope I didn't flip anything around, so if not, I have to reflip back around one more time. You'll notice yeah. something screwed up if we start talking in reverse mm. all of a sudden. Probably. Okay, and we at the chat room, Sarah Ackerman says, I missed you guys, and Stardust Megu says, I missed you guys and pizza. Mmm, pizza. I almost ordered a a pie yesterday, too. But Papa John's was being kind of screwy with the discount codes. I was like, forget it, and just had um, leftovers. Mmm. Okay, uh, let's go ahead and kick things off with 
How was your week and how was your day? Um, Art, what's up? <clears throat> um, the past two weeks, it's mostly been work-related stuff, but mm-hmm. that's to be expected. This is the second. It's also the second show I've been on in a row where I got paid the, the, earlier in the day. Then I'm gonna get paid bi-weekly, and you weren't here last week, so there's that. Thankfully, though, because of all the overtime I've been putting in, it was another fat, healthy paycheck. Gotcha. Okay. And I'm doing the whole thing where I have all this money and I'm not entirely sure what to do with it. To thank- Thankfully, though, I'll- I won't have any financial issues for Anime Next next weekend. I-, I look at it this way. Put a good chunk of that into your savings account and just... Oh, let I it- do. There you I- go. I-, I have a couple of savings plans that I'm... Uh, Pulling off right now. Yeah, trust me, I know that feeling all too well. Let's see. I'm. I also saw Tomorrowland because my friend had off Thursday night and he wanted to do something, and we. And it turns out to be pretty good for what is essentially a two-hour Disney commercial, <clears throat> which in turn tanked, which caused them to pull the brakes on Tron Three. I thought it was all right. Yeah. Granted, combined the. The doomsday style scenarios that is popular for the future now with the, the right kind of optimism that sci-fi used to be for the future. Mm-hmm. And I bought a bunch of stuff. I don't know if I told you guys last time or but I got a gaming controller and a webcam for my computer. Oh, that's good. Haven't really had a chance to take around with a webcam very much. And the controller I've mostly been using to play uh, Final Fantasy VI on my GBA emulator. <laughs> yeah, that kind of reminds me when I went out. I because yeah, I have a controller for my for my uh, PC as well. I could have gotten a regular PS3 style one for five bucks, but I opted to get the eight dollar one because it actually works on my PS3. So, and I got Mario Party 10. More specifically, I got the bundle that had the Mario Amiibo in it. That's cool. I had to travel in Philly to get it because nowhere around me had it. Why don't you just order it online? Couldn't find it online. Uh. And, uh, let's... The Mario Party 10's been fun, but, uh... I found out the hard way that... Um, that there's only one amiibo per game. I tried using the Mario amiibo on both Smash Brothers and Mario Party. Yeah. Wasn't happening. So I it, had to pick one or the other. Well, yeah, yeah I, t- I told you that a long time ago, and, you know... I must not, yeah. must not have forgotten it. What somebody needs to do is come up with a, what an NFC am- Amiibo adapter where you plug it into your computer and it backs up your saves from your Amiibo to your computer. So that's what somebody needs to do. That'd be nice. And other than that, it's just been mostly all right. I had a panic attack earlier when my computer just decided to mm-hmm. completely shit itself. But thankfully, I have the yeah power saver. What was it? I mean, the uh, battery backup thing that you yeah. uh, suggested to me, and that'll be coming in a couple days, hopefully. That's good. But yeah, that's how things have been for me. All right, cool, cool. I, I didn't want to. I, I kind of packed because I didn't want to miss the show. It's all good, and even if you were showing up loud, I would just message you, you know, just mute and just pop right in, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Mako chan, how was your week and how was your day? Um, I spent a lot of time getting ready for DCC mm. and then DCC. And then when I got back from DCC, they gave me a six day work week, mm. of which I only worked five because I stayed homesick today. Yeah, and I can tell you right now that missing a week's worth of pay sucks. I can only imagine. Mm. Yeah, that that was not that was not fun. So I won't have money until Friday, and the amount of bills I have due that have to be paid on Friday is uh, gonna mean I'm broke again for another week. But You're gonna yay, be in convention. Mm-hmm. You're going to be in that perpetual poverty kind of thing that plagues live anime protagonists, aren't you? I'm always in that perpetual plague of not having money. This is what happens when I work, you know, low-level job and can't get out of it. Mm. Hmm. But yeah, that's that's basically it. My cats went a little bit crazy when I came home, especially since I, like the next day after I got home, I had to go dog sit for the weekend. So I was home for one da- uh, one night with them, and then again missing them for two. So uh, yeah, today since I've been home, they've been up my ass. It's been amusing. I they missed you. It's cute. It, it, it's like this. Damien will just come up and just plop right on you and just purr extra loudly. Let him know, let you know that he missed you. Whereas Storm will just bite you be like, where the fuck you been, bitch? That's about it. Can I call it or can I call it? Well, I'm sitting here and um, I guess both of them want to be as close as they can to me. So they're they've actually been fighting most of the day on who gets to be close to me. She's my human. My human. My exactly. human. My human. Exactly. Storm is uh, taking offense to Damien trying to claw- crawl all over me. Seeing as how Storm has uh, been my cat for longer, she thinks that she owns me. And Damien doesn't care. He chases her away and then comes back over and plops down on my chest. And then she comes back over and swats him and he moves. It's amusing. And if we go to the chat room real quick at live.podnetwork.com, Rageator says, fuck Papa John's. I'm anti-chain. I order my pizza from small local joints. Buffalo knows it's pizza and wings. Bro, dude. Ain't nobody taking away from Buffalo. Real talk. And I like going to the corner pizzeria for a slice. Or a pot. But let me tell you something, bro. If there's just three of you and y'all's are hungry, it's easier to get three pies for 20 bucks as opposed to dropping 20 bucks a pop per pie. And you know, three people around a large pie, there will be a fight to be had. Whereas you go to Papa John's, you get three large pies, which is equal to a local pizzeria's medium. You're full because you got three different types and you can just trade off. Yeah, that's what we did last week. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I got back, I'm like, I want pizza. Let's go and get pizza for like six ninety nine a piece. Yeah. I had lunch for two days afterwards. <laughs> there you go. 
see, I didn't have lunch. I think I killed the whole thing for reasons being. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. Also in the chat room, Sarah Ackerman says, Sounds like Dark and Samson to me. Alright, fair enough. And Kelly the Mighty says, Ha, huh, sounds like tiny humans. They are tiny humans. <laughs> but, 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 on top of everything else, I got my wine ice cream finally. Are you eating it while being on the show? No. Damn. I actually have not tried it yet. You have to make a post about that when you do. As soon as I try it, I will probably be having some tomorrow. One more thing, Sarah Activist says, Seagulls from Finding Nemo. Mine, 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 mine. Yep. I'll give him that one. (laughs) Okay. My weekend day is this. In case you haven't heard, I end up landing a job with the MTA. Still waiting for it to start off, which is pretty cool. And I had an interview today with Microsoft. And I'll tell you this. The way they do it is a lot more intuitive and more fun than the the Apple group interviews. Now, I went. And then earlier tonight, maybe about a good half hour before... We all got together on chat, you know, to, to, lay, to lay things down. Mm, I get the, I get my my that work per the work personal job email goes off. So I'm like, okay, they probably tell me you're not going to go forward. I read it. I'm going forward. So now I have to return back on Thursday for a two hour um, interview. Kind of shocked, kind of surprised, but let's see where things go. Other than I, I'm, I'm going to assume it pays well, considering it's a uh, working for the city. Yeah, it yeah it definitely does. Um, let's see what else. I finally unpacked from Denver Comic Con like last night, so I have like two bags of laundry I'm going to take down to the laundromat tomorrow. Um, and right, and then once I do that, I got to get ready for Anime Next, which is next weekend. That's going to be fun. Hope to see some of y'all there. Um, and I think that's pretty much has been my weekend day, besides watching Food Wars, which is pretty good. And it's fine to give me back your hard, your uh, external hard drive when I see you. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty much has been everybody's weekend day. And Sarah Ackerman says, I might see Avalon at Colossal come. Yeah, if you see a drunk Rainbow Dash at the swim up bar, that is her. Oh, that sounds so fun. Yeah. I, I think we might have to try Colossal next year. Maybe. We'll see. The amount of co- the amount of conventions that you say you want to go to next year is mind-boggling. You better get three jobs for it. <laughs> no, I'm not going to get three jobs for it because the number of conventions I say I'm going to go to, how many do I end up going to in the first fucking place? None. Well, there you go. So I'm not even worried about it. Mr. Oh, yes, I'm definitely going back to Denver Comic Con. And oh, yes, I'm going to Colossal Con. And oh, yes, I'm going to KatsuCon. And oh, yes. <laughs> you have to remember, not even a week after I said I'm going to Denver Comic Con, I said I'm not going because it's the same weekend as Anime Next. So, no. Fuck me. Almost eight hours away. Yeah, but it's four by fl- if you fly. Wait, wait, which con are you talking about? Colossal Con. Yeah, a lot of people road trip out there because 
you could fly in, but it's like a it's like eighty bucks to get a cab because it's like an hour and a half away from the airport. I'm guessing Sandusky doesn't have an airport. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, when you were driving that far for a convention, this is not just – well, no, it's not just a convention that you're going to for the weekend. You have to make plans for an entire week. So you have time to get out there and relax, go to the convention, and then come home and relax. Because driving for eight hours straight sucks. Oh, yeah. Royally. All right, shall we go ahead and um, take our first break? Okay. Sure. Hey, everyone. We'll be back.
I wasn't expecting the, so- the song to end so damn quickly. Oh, oh well. Oh well, it's the movie mix. Well, I'll, I'll probably edit. It. I'll probably just maybe I'll edit in um the, the alternate version. It doesn't matter. But um for the last few episodes, we've been having some audio troubles, and I fixed it. And to make sure that it doesn't happen again, I have three streams being recorded on my machine, being saved in three different locations. You know, just in case. Yes. It's just why I am so glad this machine is an eight-core processor. So glad. 
<laughs> oh boy. Okay, let's go ahead. We're going to talk about uh, at Denver Comic Con, and if there is time permitting on the show, we do have some other news we're going to uh, discuss. So, I uh, let's see. You know what? What I'm going to do? I am going to set a timer. That might just help, you know, make sure that we don't go over by that much. I don't think we're going to have a problem with that. Mm, you think so? I don't think so. We mostly hung out with friends. True. All right. So, you know, I set a time for 45 minutes just in case, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. So here, here, here's the thing. We me and uh, Marco, we originally planned to go to Denver Comic Con, you know, fly out Friday and come back Monday. But due to, you know, my job issues being in between gigs and so forth, we end up having to fly out on Tuesday. So shit happens. No, we originally went out to fly out on Tuesday. Well, I thought when when you was originally planning to buy the tickets, you was going to fly out on a Monday. No. Uh. Well, all right then. I was never planning on flying out on a Monday. You do not fly on a holiday. That is one of the unwritten rules of travel. Unless somebody else is, unless your company is picking up the bill. Well, yeah, if they're picking up the bill, that's one thing. If you're picking up the bill, you never travel on a holiday. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we didn't have much trouble getting down there, which which was cool, you know. and for some of you don't, who know who don't know, I kind of sort of have an issue with flying per se. It, it, it's the takeoff part I get kind of a little uneasy about, but the landing is fine. But Frontier did a good job with that, so you know that's all, that's all, that's all there is basically. So now here's the thing: Denver Comic Con wasn't your typical Friday, Saturday, Sunday convention. Nor was it a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday convention, because this was over Memorial Day weekend. It was Saturday, Sunday, Monday, which was original, and it kind of threw me off my game because I'm sitting there in the hotel room Sunday night like, I should be going home. should be going home, but there's one more day, you know? Your entire groove is thrown off. Kind of, sort of, yeah, because I'm watching people on on Facebook talk uh, who are at Fonime or Animazement or, or Anime North, like partying it up Saturday night. I'm just like, we just getting started. And all, and I'm seeing all the con depression and the goodbyes on Sunday. I'm just like, we're getting kind of turned up here. I mean, what the hell? But whatever. So I will say this much about the grand scheme. One thing about the whole con is that we'll break it down pretty much by day by day. Um, the one thing I really liked was the sheer number of original cosplay I see. Now, I'm not talking original cosplay as in you write a fan fiction and you cosplaying your character from your fan fiction. I ain't, talking, I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about taking a well-known character and throwing an original design behind it and you know who the character is. That's what I really enjoy doing. And you've probably seen a lot of fan art of that, you know, because uh, one of my friends, uh, Blue Bunny Cosplay, she did a series of 
Disney princesses as Walolita. And there was a full group, and I come to find out those were her designs, and I thought that was really cool. All right, so let's break down Saturday. Um, we make it over from – we stayed at a different hotel, and we, make, and, we, and we just shimmied on over. So that day we did um, Tenchi Muyo. And that that was pretty fun, you know, having Mako Chan here as Washu oh, walking around as I'm carrying her stuff, you know, which, which was my idea because I thought it'd be pretty cool of that, you know. I always end up doing that if I'm not carrying your stuff on, you know, on the last day because of taking video and stuff like that. I'm usually dressed as somebody that you have to carry my shit for. <laughs> <laughs> It just works out that way. <sighs> this is going into your permanent record. Uh huh. So we see. We decided, you know, if you listen- lower the music a little bit. All right, hold on. How's that? A little better. Thank you. How's that? Not really a whole lot of change from the last time. Now. I'm not hearing any any difference. Ah, uh, it's the mixer. What can I tell you? Mm. But it's not overpowering, is it? Um, I don't know. Is it overpowering to anybody in chat? It's can not- you still hear? You know, is the music in the background more? Oh, Sarah says everything is good, and she said, "Turn down your headphones." If I turn down my headphones, I won't hear Ranma. Oh, maybe I will turn down my headphones. Hi. Hey, Hey, Kelly, the mighty axe. That's a little bit better. Axe, if anyone has done Pimp t- as Pimp Tenchi has been done yet. I have not seen a picture of Pimp Tenchi. Please post that to my Facebook fan page so I can see what it is. So, if you listen to the show, in the past we've had uh, Saiyan Yatan from Kimoku Revolution and Last Chance Me You and Starlight Creations on our show from time to time. And they also help us with a sister podcast, The Crystal Chronicles. So we decided the whole weekend to do group cosplay with them. And Saturday was Tenchi Muya. And me as Tenchi, Mako-chan as Washu, Saiyan Yaten as Ryoko and Ayaka respectively. Hey, that was pretty fun. Yeah, I just wish that my wig cooperated. Um, having to fly when you need a wig that is supposed to defy gravity is extremely difficult <laughs> because it's not like they really take care of your luggage. So the very first thing they did when I handed over my bag was to flip it over on its, you know, on its top. So no, my wig did not really survive. You know what some people do when for their wigs when they travel when they're flying, they they get the wig head and they they pin the wig to the wig head and put it in a build a bear box, surround it with styrofoam and pack it up and throw it in the suitcase. My suitcase was not big enough to put a build a bear box into it with everything else. It could have because a build. Because the builder boxes look like, look like ginormous Happy Meal boxes in a way. I know a builder bear box would not have fit in my luggage with everything else I had in there. True. True. 
that might be good for you know people that are only going for one night or that have much larger suitcases than I do or that you know don't have a huge uh, poofy underskirt as you know taking up half of the freaking suitcase pineapple surprise yeah <laughs> so how much damage did the wig endure um it completely flattened so oh, that sucks. yeah so if you look at the couple of pictures my wig just looks like flat pink hair and trying to fix it with uh, spray hairspray instead of, or I should say pump hairspray instead of something like Aquanet was uh, not working so well. Mm. Were you able to fix it or salvage it? I still wore it, but I didn't, I didn't wear Washu for very long. Oh, Okay. It was extremely warm, and the outfit is an extremely hot outfit. And I have to, and I kind of feel. I mean, when wearing Tenchi, I had a regular undershirt on, and red the red shirt underneath, and then the outer outer shirt. You know. I yeah, think- I I think the only reason why Say and Yatin were able to deal with it all day is because the dealer's hall art, you know, art hall thing got very, very cold. It did. And I know that at least Yatin was in multiple layers for her kimono. Hmm. That's fair. That's pretty cool, you know. And and I thought what was awesome is like you shouting at Saya as we walked over to the booth. My baby. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully next time we'll get a real like hug between the two of you, wash you all happy and real cool. Like I hate you. Awesome. Ah, yeah, you. I just I definitely need a better wig, and I, I if we end up doing it for Katsu, which I, I think because. Now they're going to have to travel on, by plane for Katsu. Yeah. I don't think that they are uh, planning on bringing uh, Ryoko and Aika anymore yeah. because of figuring out what to do with their wigs. But we'll figure out something. We always do. Mm-hmm. You're cosplayers. It's in your nature. Yeah, and since like the the main reason that we had issues is um you know anything that's really big and poofy and all of that I was going to mail to Denver to help out with space and um because Say and Yatan run a booth their car was basically full. Mm-hmm. So there was no real way to get it to the convention. Whereas if they wanted to mail something for Katsu, um, they could mail it to me and I could just shove it in my car because I don't have anything other than regular luggage. Yeah, that, that would uh-huh. actually work because I did that for my gun arm when I went to Faname. And then when I left, when I went to, um, I bl- I'm trying to, I think I did that with, um, when I went to Yomacon, when I for my gun arm as well, I don't remember, but you know. 
Yeah, it's just stuff like that. It's it's a lot easier. And yes, I could have mailed it to the convention center itself, but considering I was working on the wig the night before leaving, <laughs> it was it was a little bit too late for that. Yeah, uh, Sarah Ackerman said let's talk about her her Asana wig and. Um... She she's hoping to get one at Colossal Con. Generally, every convention has one person selling wigs in the dealer's room. Yes, but what they actually have there changes drastically depending on the convention. Probably so, yeah. So you got to go in like know which one you want and two or three backups just in case. So you know. So since Art is going to be there, go to the site, see which wig that you want, and then two other backups just in case they don't have it. All right. And one of the things I I actually took time out and actually went to a panel. It's a uh, it was pretty much a the do's and don'ts of cosplay. And and, and it turned into like the last 10 minutes was just was just story, was like pretty much nightmare stories. What, when was that really when was that panel? Uh, about I think it was like 12 o'clock that afternoon. Anything like really bad? Mm, there was a story about how um, there was a blackout at Faname years ago, and it was like the whole neighborhood. So the two people that were running the panel ran into a friend, and they went to this liquor store. It was, it was that point where you know, we just need liquor. And the guy was pretty much – his registers were all electronic, so he, the guy was like, make me an offer. Long story short – they walked out um, with $300 worth of booze for $25. Holy wow. shit. That's some Roger Smith lo- levels of negotiation there. <sighs> yes. Uh, Kagami Eri says she was there for that. It was registration day, r- r- day zero at the, re- at the whole reg- registration set. Their computer uh, – there, something, the power went out and it fried all their computers. So they were checking everybody in on registration by hand. Oof. I think at the end of that, I'd be wanting several fucking drinks. I just take stick the uh, crazy straw in the bottle on Maker's Mark. <laughs> Pretty much. Sure. This yeah. This really is a big gulp. Yeah. Sure it is. Dunk. All right. Uh, Marco, did you check out any panels on Saturday? Uh, Saturday was the only day I checked out panels. Mm-hmm. I went to the Animaniacs sing-along. Oh, okay. You, okay. you need to really get, get into detail about that. Oh, my God. It was mm-hmm. so much fun. Was it just a theme they sang along to? No. Um, basically, it started out with Rob Paulson, who plays um, Yakko. And he actually sang a good portion of all of the songs. So it was Rob Paulson and the writer of most of the songs, Randy Rogel. And Randy Rogel not only wrote the music for Animaniacs, but he also, before that, had won Emmys for his music writing for Batman the Animated Series. Wow. Awesome. So they went on a couple of a uh, couple of things. Some of the songs that they sang were not songs that were included in the series, either because of time or content or whatever. Um, 
but they brought up like uh, Randy basically said that uh, they originally didn't want to hire him for Animaniacs mainly because he was doing so well with the drama animated series and doing all the music for that so he wrote you know his uh, his demo and his demo actually made it into the series itself. His demo was the uh, the countries of the world. So they sang that and they sang an original song and I believe they sang something else and I can't put my finger on what it was. And then they called out uh, Jess Harnell, who does Wacko. And he sang the song Hello Nurse. And then after that, they brought out Tress McNeil, who plays Dot, and she did um, the whole uh, I'm Cute song. And then they sang um, uh, because uh, uh, Rob Paulson not only does uh, Yakko, but he does a bunch of these side characters, too. So he was also Dr. Scratch and Sniff. (laughs) So there's one song – in the series that uh, it's basically all of them singing with Dr. Scratch and Sniff. And it's the song where they're going to, they're going to a circus. So the three of them sang it with Rob Paulson playing both, (laughs) uh, both parts, which was amusing as hell. And uh, then Rob was on for a while by himself and they brought back out uh, Jess and Tress uh, later on to do another song together. And then the very last song they sang was um, the theme song. And they actually got Maurice LaMarche to come out and sing it with them. That's cool. Nice. And Maurice LaMarche is the voice of Brain. And Rob Paulson also does Pinky. So... It was basically, you know, the big group up there singing the uh, singing the final the final song for the theme song. So that was pretty freaking cool. Uh, they did run out of time, so they weren't able to sing everything. So um, no, they did not sing the monkey song, which I was very upset with because that is one of my favorite songs. But they sang uh, they sang the song about the universe not just the planet song but the entire song about the universe and there was a uh, a verse that never made it into the series so they sang that song uh, they sang that verse as well um trying to think what else uh they sang the song um LA dot and that was actually um, Randy Rogel that sang that. And that was the one that made it on the show, he said, was actually the second version of the song. So he actually sang the original version of the song, which was more La Dot, um, being more of a French take, you know, kind of fashionista thing. But just going on and listening to it and the history of the music and the show itself and some of the issues that they had to deal with, it was it was a really, really good panel. 
And I know that they are traveling now, going to all of these conventions as a group now, whereas, you know, years before they were each individually going to conventions. So if you have a chance to go to a convention that the entire group is at, definitely go to the Animaniacs sing-along because it is well worth waiting in line for. Sounds like I kind of missed out on some shit, you know? I was trying to get your ass down there. I know. I'm not sure you're as big a fan of Animaniacs as uh, Mako is, though. No, I, I really am not. Because for the longest time, I resented Animaniacs because th- my show was Tiny Toon Adventures. And I got pissed after, you know, two seasons of it on TV. It was replaced with Animaniacs. And I was like, oh, fuck no. Yeah, Animania. I I liked both series the same, but there's a different feel when you are actually, you know, sitting in the audience and seeing the voice actors up on stage singing and happy and, you know, recreating the feel of what it was like when the series was first on. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I definitely, you know, if you get a chance to see it, I know that this is something that Rob Paulson does, you know, every month or so in his in his whole blog thingy that he records. And he does a lot of a lot of this stuff, which is why he actually still has all of the music memorized and nobody else does. You, yeah, because weren't you saying he everybody else will say check uh, have index cards? Yeah, the um, uh, Jess and Tess both had sheets to actually, you know, be able to sing the songs. Whereas uh, Rob Paulson and Randy, Randy, the only thing he had was the sheet music itself because mm-hmm. he was on a piano. Okay, but he wasn't reading anything to sing the songs, and Paul uh, Rob Paulson wasn't reading anything to sing the songs because the two of them, I guess, do it so often now that they just they remember everything. Yeah. Um but yeah, just just having them up on stage and them doing the voices and interacting as if they were on the show itself was awesome. Yeah, and as Kelly Demighty says, yeah, his podcast uh Talking Tune. So if you do it enough, you'll have it memorized unlike us, so you know. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday night was kind of interesting. Drunken shenanigans? Uh, wet shenanigans, and I blame Mako-chan for it. You can't blame me for that. Yes, I can. No. Mm-hmm. Basically, when we went out to dinner Saturday night, there was, you know, it was fine as we were leaving the hotel, and then maybe a block away, torrential downpour, thunder and lightning... And all of that good, fun stuff, mainly your typical Colorado weather. <laughs> yeah, because what, what out there really messed with me the first day? Yeah, the, the weather was definitely very, very wonky. It rained off and on the entire time we were out there. Yeah, because I, I, I was talking to some cosplayers I had met, and they're like, well, welcome to Colorado. If you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. <laughs> uh-huh. 
really, yes. really, Ranma? Yeah, You're yeah. Playing this song? Yes, really. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we went to this uh, local, the small local Cajun restaurant for dinner on Saturday. Uh-huh. And the food was good. The service sucked. Yeah, because there were two smaller groups in that were in and out while we were still there. Yeah, they definitely are not uh, not a restaurant that can handle a table setting that large. And it wasn't even big. No, it wasn't. I think we had Eight um, not even 10 people. Because yep. I know that we were four on one end and yeah, maybe 10 people because they were six on that end. Mm-hmm. I can imagine a waitress receiving a good tip after your party, though. They added the tip. So it didn't give you a choice in the matter. Yeah, because we no, did. because we, we were more than eight people. Yeah. Even so, though so we had some people became, tend to be stingy motherfuckers. Yeah, even though we requested separate separate bills, you know, but we still came in as a group. So that eighteen percent, mm-hmm. and then there are some places that they'll put the eighteen percent and still expect a tip. Get the fuck out of my face. I did add a little bit more on mine because when I figured everything out, their tip was uh, their uh, tip that they added on was only like 10%. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a whole hell of a lot. So I put a couple bucks in there. But, you know, the food, as I said, was really, really good. It was. But considering the fact that it took forever just to get our drinks. And by forever, I mean at least 30 minutes just for drinks. And I can understand that for the alcohols and stuff like that. But I only had water. I didn't have anything like that. Mine should have been one of the first ones out. And I think I got mine last. And And then they screwed up our checks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some people had, you know, appetizers added to their check that they didn't eat. Some like some of the appetizers were completely gone. Mm -hmm. I didn't get I didn't get billed for my drink. Maybe that was a compensation. I hope so. I don't know. Mm. But it was basically everybody had different uh, – like they had different things on their check that – I mean it it ended up evening out. But at the same time, that's something that, you know, because they had two or th- – I think they had two different people serving us. So when one person went into the back and was like, oh, yeah, we want this, and then the other person came back and were like, oh, yeah, we want this, they screwed everything up. Yeah. Well, yeah, no. Yeah, but it was, I mean, because of the time that we did go out to eat and all of that, by the time we ended up getting back, it was, you know, everything was basically over. The convention itself was over. Most of the uh, after parties were ending. But, I mean... It was nice not to have to worry about, you know, going out and finding shit. It was nice just to actually sit and relax and be able to breathe after the first day. Yeah. I mean, that's the one thing. That's that's the one thing that really different shows the difference between an anime convention and a comic convention because pretty much with an anime con if it's in the convention center it'll probably go to two give or take and then sometimes it'll go 24 hours like Fonime. and if it closes early there is stuff to do 
in the whole and like in the surrounding hotels, if that. Whereas with a comic convention, not, after it shuts down, you just got to find um, a room party to go to or something like that, or just find a bunch of friends and you get and you drink in the room, you know. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, we've done that plenty of times at cons. Thing and occasionally with Cards Against Humanity. Mm-hmm. That deck has gotten so big, I actually have to make special room for it in my suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Sunday, you know, we, I go back out taking more cosplay pictures. And it was cool because I found a ALF cosplayer. Really? Yes, in full costume. Awesome. And he, he had a shirt. He had on his shirt. I forget what it says on the front, but on the back it says, Here, Kitty Kitty. <laughs> uh, let's see. Another highlight from Saturday. I'm jumping back. Yeah, it was Saturday. Um, Johnny from Cobra Kai cosplay. Was he able to fire off the motto? Sweep the leg? No, I meant strike fast, strike first, show no mercy. No, I didn't ask him for that. I just know sweep the leg. Knowing him, he probably would just belt it off when uh, someone was taking a picture of him. Yeah. Now, yeah, and Saturday our cosplay was a uh, Marvel cosplay. Yeah, I was running around as um, Nick Fury, and I was Lolita Deadpool, and Sayan Yatin were uh, Black Widow and uh, Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. Witch. Yeah, and there were a lot of Deadpools. I think I ran into a couple of Deadpool families sit- just chilling. You know. I actually got a picture with a Deadpool family. Nice. It was two kids dressed as Deadpool, and I guess the father dressed as Deadpool, mm-hmm. and the mother took the picture of the four of us. Well, there is a lady Deadpool as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I definitely was not dressed as Lady Deadpool. Well, lady Deadpool is blonde. You for that, so. Huh? You would need a blonde ponytail for that. Yeah. I don't do blonde unless I absolutely have to. And as uh, Dark Tetsuya uh, says in the chat room at live.vognetwork.com, how soon before the Kung Fury cosplay starts showing up? I hope I see them next weekend. We will. Dude, considering, remember- considering this weekend is Colossal Con, yep. the entire convention will probably be bowing down to the cosplayers there. And as Kagami Ari says, her crew's her crew's got that on lockdown. So I have to say, the dude reminds me uh, reminds me of, of Axel Stone from Streets of Rage. But you know, but anywho, now I didn't do any panels on Saturday on Sunday because I was I was just enjoying the sheer number of cosplay and how chill everybody was. You know. Yeah, I was going to go to a uh, go to a panel, but the amount of people, I don't think they realized just how many people were going to be at the convention, and I really didn't feel like waiting in line for an hour and a half before the panel. Yeah. Just to get into the panel. I yeah. mean, yeah, I really really wanted to go to the panel, but I also really really wanted to hang out with people. Yeah, because I because there was a panel on three D three D printing and cosplaying. Yeah, that line was too long for me to jump. I was like, nope, 
I noped out of there real quick. And I planned, I wanted to go to the masquerade, but there was one problem with that. What happened? They wouldn't, they, they wouldn't uh, let you in? No, they would let me in, but the shit was four hours. And you didn't have four hours to uh, spend doing that? Um, after two hours, I'd be like, I want to go home. I can tolerate a masquerade in a two-hour block, which includes them sitting people down, you know, doing like getting the crowd up and running, and then the the awards. You know, I get, I can, yeah, that's fine. But when it's like up to four hours, ah, uh, no, I can't, I can't sit there that long. And besides, there's no reason for a masquerade to be four hours. True. And besides, you know, I did go out there to see friends, so we ended up going back to my room, celebrating my birthday, with bacon maple cu- uh, cupcakes, which I kind of need more of. <laughs> uh, watching uh, th- that epi- that week's episode of My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, and random videos on YouTube, including, um, didn't I show them AMV Hell 2? Did you show him Tokyo that was Breakfast? Before, that was before we left. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, we did Tokyo Breakfast, mm-hmm. and then we were doing um, Epic Pony Battles. Yep. Were you showing off episodes of Filthy Frank? No. No. I don't think the I don't think they're ready for Filthy Frank. I Neither probably. I probably would have walked out if you would have started showing Filthy Frank. I mean, Filthy Frank is an acquired taste. It's stupid. No, you may think it's stupid, but it's an acquired taste. I mean, I would – if I'm hanging out with people that want to watch it, yeah, I'll watch it. But I pretty pretty much won't watch it of my own volition. Now, I have decided that after the the last time I watched it, if somebody – you know, if I'm sitting in a room party and somebody puts it on, I will walk out. Well, if it's my room party, we'll, we'll, I'll see if I can come up with something different. If not, I'm just going to drink more. Oh, I would take the alcohol with me. Oh, you bitch. What? <laughs> it was not something that I at all need to see again. No, I'm just, I'm, I know, I know. I remember, she, we put on the human ramen episode. She'll probably beat you to the devil in, in, with She's a full liquor bottle. She's seen that episode. I saw that episode. It was dumb as shit. Yes, very dumb. And and Sarah Ackman agrees with you with that. So you have one person on your side, Mako. I probably have a lot more on my side, considering the only people I know that actually like it. um, it, it, I I will just say that it's a very acquired taste. Like I said, you know, (laughs) and Kelly DeMighty is also on your side. (laughs) All right, and then on Monday, we ended up doing um, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. And I was Spike. Mako-chan was Twilight Sparkle. Sei and Yaten were Rainbow Dash and Rarity. And the pictures of Rarity doing measurements for Spike are hilarious. Yes, they were. The ones on the ones that um that Cam took on my camera, they didn't come out to it because of the outer the light the light filter I had on there. But uh-huh. I'm just gonna edit it down by a you know, I'm just gonna edit that out and just make it look like something. So, you know. I'll I'll just probably just throw it on my own fan page or something. 
And then um, we ended up like later that day, we ended up like finding a group of, of MLP cosplayers and we did like a group photo, which was pretty cool. Yeah, they. I like the way that DCC had this. Basically, yes. they had a stage set up and you could sign up for photo shoots on that stage. If there were no photo shoots happening, you know, anybody could go up on the stage and take photos and all of that. Um, but they had specific times set up where you could go with your group, sign up for that time, and be assured to have a section of the convention center, you know, on that stage for yourself to take your photos. So I really, really liked that. And I think more conventions really need to implement something like that. You want to know something interesting, though? I mean, a lot of conventions have that stage, per se, but they don't have like a sign putting up to saying you could do group um, photo shoots there, you know? Well, they don't have, you know, the sign up. And what I really liked is that there were staff at the stage. Mm hmm okay, we have this photo shoot. You can come up and do a couple of photos, but at this time you need to, you know, you need to vacate, but you can always come back up later. And I think that especially with really, really large conventions, that would help so much. It would. It's one of the reasons why conventions now are taking or handling like photo, like photo shoots and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, especially, you know, you've got conventions where you know that there's going to be an area that people are going to want to do photo shoots. Mm-hmm. Create... Cows off the top of my head. Yeah, create a, you know, a group in the convention as staff. You know, uh, you know a, a whole section in the staff for, you know, and just label it as photo shoot staff or something like that mm-hmm. and have somebody at these locations say okay you know you can sign up for this location at this point you can sign up for this location at this point and you know after the convention if you want to take over the entire spot that's you know that's your prerogative but at least that will make sure that everybody that wants you know a couple of photos in say the gazebo or something like that has the ability to get in there take a couple of photos and leave instead of one or two people bogarting the entire thing for the weekend what about home suckers yeah <laughs> and and it's kind but of i i definitely think more conventions need to start doing that it's kind of- yes it's going to add to your staff numbers but at the same time it's going to make you know the photo shoots flow so much easier and you, you know what's interesting i've noticed that since um conventions start implementing this i know asin is one of them uh, that's the uh, Skype computer. Sorry, since Asen's one of them, people have complained about that, saying, you know, th- th- this is our photo shoots. This does not belong to the convention. They shouldn't be doing this. But, and I get, I knew that. someone and, would complain about it. Yeah, I get that, and they're right. But here's the other side of the coin. It may be your photo shoot, but the convention is responsible for the location where the shoot is. Yeah, the convention sent the convention itself is renting that entire area. Yep. So just like a couple of years back when there was something else, what was it? Go, something going on at Katsu. Mm-hmm. 
and so much of the hotel was cordoned off by this other convention. Yep. And a lot of it places that people wanted to either take photos or that they couldn't get to their cars through, you know, through the hallway or whatever. That's their right. So if a convention is booking the entire hotel for the convention, then the convention is the one renting the ho- uh, renting the space, not the cosplayers. Mm-hmm. I and mean, not for nothing, if the convention says, hey, look, we're changing this up, you don't have to wait until the convention itself to sign up for times, you can do it here, then you can sign up for the times before you even go to the convention. Yeah. It's just like any other photo shoot you're going to do at, a, at the convention if you're going to sign up for photos with photographers. So this you're signing up for a spot, like for the space and not necessarily for the photographer. Yeah, because also having a staffer there to take, you know, to keep an eye on things makes it better to corral one group in and out. Because years ago at Capsicon, we ran into an issue. The bleach photo shoot ran over, and then me and a bunch of others were there for Final Fantasy. We gave them five extra minutes. It went ten extra minutes. We said, fuck this. We, we actually pushed them out of the way. And this turned into a verbal argument there at the con, and then it became another verbal argument on the website and we were like y'all went an hour 15 minutes y'all went into our time that wasn't fair and we asked y'all repeatedly so that was it you know now if you've if you've got so many people coming to your photo shoots that you're gonna go over time then you need to cut some of it out or you need to find another place to go. If you're just being ridiculous and taking, you know, ridiculous shots, then you just need to step aside and go, hey, you know what, we'll come back. You know, because, you know, here's the thing. A basic photo shoot will take no more than 20 minutes, give or take. Reasonably, it should anyway. No, I'm talking about if you just do just a basic group photo shoot and then you do by series or by character that will take no more than 30 minutes tops the remaining time is people who want to do uh, cracked pairings and and shipping and stuff like that that's where all the extra time comes from well you know what if you're gonna do things like that then find somewhere else to do it you know yeah, maybe yeah, find somewhere that isn't as well trafficked as the other places like at Oticon, i started taking their photo shoots out into the fountain by that big uh, well, inner the, harbor plaza or whatever it yeah, is. But the fountain, th- that's always been the spot. Anywhere around the fountain. No, 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 no. The, the big spot has been the fountain inside the convention center. That's what I'm saying. That's always been the spot for God knows how long. I'm so, I'm talking about the secondary fountains like way outside the venue. Oh, you're talking about outside where, where the bums, uh, where the bums uh, wash and shit like that. Yeah, in there. Like, or something. Where some asshole always likes to put, you know, laundry detergent in the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, yeah, or I, you I, on that catwalk, you know, above it, or you know, in those uh, or like fountains and like waterfalls and all that, where mm-hmm. they start. I think some. I think I saw someone slipping or trying to hop across a little decorative stones out there. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it, it was. If you think back to even Zankai Khan this past year, mm-hmm. where the area that everybody takes the pictures on those steps, by the time it was time for the Sailor Moon photo shoot, it was full of people. And they weren't moving. 
So we had to go and find somewhere else to do the Sailor Moon photo shoot. Yes. And that was a pain in the ass. And the area that was chosen had, you know, bright windows and lights. And while it probably would have been really nice, you know, during dusk or at night, with the light streaming in the windows, it was very difficult to take photos. Because someone didn't know when their time was up or when this face probably didn't care. No, it was just that they didn't care. Last year they had the issue or the year before they had the issue with uh, the Homestuckers. Um, taking, doing photo shoots and, you know, basically spending the entire day there taking photo shoots and screaming, you know, doing the countdown for the photos. Mm -hmm. And by screaming, I mean screaming. So this past year, you know, they, they really cut down on that and said, look, you guys, you can't take over this area the entire weekend. It's just not right. There are other people. But because the Sailor Moon photo shoot was done so late on the last day, it was just normies going out and sitting on the steps and not paying attention and not caring. It wasn't even cosplayers at that point. It was just tired people. So granted, maybe a Sailor Moon shoot you know, that's going to have a lot of people probably shouldn't be done an hour before the convention ends. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if there was a staffer sitting there going, oh, hey, we've got, you know, we've got this set up and they've got the time here and we just ask you to leave, it would be a lot, it would be a lot more helpful than just a bunch of people in costume going, guys, you know, we'd really like to take photos here. Sounds about right. Now, I guess the only con of of DCC I would have is the fact that stuff ended early, and it was, huh? We're gonna more, more or less on time. It ended a little bit. It, everything ended early, and it was Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Other that's my only gripes with the con, but it's nothing, you know. Yeah, next year they're going to be on uh, Father's Day weekend again, so it'll be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm -hmm. But I didn't think it ended too early. I mean, the the dealer's hall closed at 7 o'clock, and the panels continued until, I believe, 11. Right. So, I mean, considering that Denver Comic Con, and I use this loosely because so many people hate it, is a family-friendly event. And not just family-friendly. The whole thing for Denver Comic-Con is um, it's not treated as, you know, a regular comic convention. They are there for – and this is their mission statement – educating children and the general public through comic books and other forms of pop culture to bring together the diverse people and interests of our community regardless of age, race, gender, or background. Mm -hmm. Their very first sentence is educating children. So no, I'm not surprised that everything ended early. The program is designed by the Pop Culture Classroom. So, again, I'm not surprised that there were, one, so many kids running around and that they were really strict with some of the people in their cosplay and, you know, the fact that everything ended pretty early. Yeah, but on the same token, a lot of comic cons end early like that anyway, which is why I didn't say it was that big of a deal. You know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there was – there really wasn't a lot of stuff – 
afterwards. Yeah. You know, you go to you go to something like PAX or even even you know, San Diego Comic Con or something like that. There are a shit ton of after parties. Mm-hmm. And there weren't. There was, I think, one after party that was actually, you know, being broadcast. It, it was, and it the was after by, party mm-hmm. was by one of the sponsors who makes toys. Yeah. So, no, I'm not at all surprised at the timing of everything. So, yeah. But, yeah, this, you know, everybody got so, oh, you know, this convention, it's, you know, it's too kid-friendly. There's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. Not every convention can be 21 plus. Exactly. No, but this one is specifically for, you know, pop culture classroom and getting kids into reading through comics and stuff like that. This is not your San Diego Comic Con. This is not your Dragon Con. This is something specifically done for families and school age children. Right. I mean, you go into the dealer's hall and the majority of that middle section was set up by Pop Culture Classroom, wait, where the kids wait, were able to go in wait, there wait, and wait. they had signs, no alcohol, none of this, none of that. And it was for the kids, that the kids could go in there and hands on with, you know, the artists and the voice actors and all of this stuff. So, you know, I, I, I don't get why people are were so upset about it being so family oriented. It sounded like they just wanted something to complain about. Like they think they're entitled to the entire convention catering to them, their every will. Mm-hmm. All right, now wait, 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 wait. We're still. Let's move over to the positive. You you, you just went right into the positive side of the con. <laughs> well, the positive side of the convention was that while it was a lot of people, the space allowed for all of those people. Yeah, and I don't know if you realize, but there was a it was a it was a graduation ceremony going on in the convention center. I didn't real. I, I know I saw like two or three people actually in cap and gown. Yes, but I I didn't realize that it was actually in the convention center. Yeah, because here's the thing: uh, most of us have probably made the same mistake. You know, even though we have the guidebook and the maps, and it shows you the whole layout. I don't know about you. I will mostly roam around in the front of the convention center. I'll stray towards where some of the panel rooms are. Artist Alley, Dealer's Hall. That's where I will stay. I won't go further down and around. Now, the Denver Convent, the Colorado Convention Center is pretty freaking huge. And if you kept walking down where, you know, where you saw people coming from their graduation ceremony, there were additional panel rooms going on down that way. I started walking down that way, and that's where I started seeing more people. So, usually at a con... What is it the thing? What is the main thing that always interferes with the convention? Weddings. So I was kind of surprised there wasn't a wedding going on, but not surprised there was a graduation ceremony going on. So you know, and then there's the occasional uh, high school prom. Mm. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VogNetwork.com, use the passphrase "sleet." Now, the positive side, I just loved the um, the auras, you know, the energy that I got from people. Um, case in point, I met this one 
cosplayer who was doing um, Jinx from League of Legends. And we were talking, and she was a little um, self-conscious about her cosplay because she felt that she was, like, too big for it. And I thought she did a great job. And I was telling that person, I thought she did a great job, and it was awesome. And that kind of made her day. So, you know, I was kind of happy about that. Also, the sheer number of cosplays I saw and original cosplays and duplicates of cosplays I thought I would never see. Like, there were two uh, Bartholomew cosplayers from Spaceballs there. And there was the whole Spaceballs group without, except for Dark Helmet. There Incredible. Were least, yeah, there were at least four tank girls running around. Yeah, and it there was a lot of, you know... A lot of love for the old school, too. Yes. Just the amount of people that knew who, you know, who Aika and Ryoko were. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of people that just got that old school anime vibe. And, I mean, you're talking about a, com- a comic convention. Mm-hmm. So you're not necessarily going to get a lot of people that are into anime. But the amount of anime cosplayers and not, you know, not all recent anime. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there were, you know, there were some Bleach Shinigami and there were some Attack on Titan. Um, but there were a lot of old school and it was great to see that. And not just, you know, people our age doing the old school. There were young kids doing the old school stuff. It was awesome. Yep. Uh, there was something else positive I want to say, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but um, there was one um, downside. Not really a downside, but this is, this is something I've started to notice when I'm taking um, at cons taking pictures. Okay. Before anybody starts attacking me, hear me out. I will go to the convention. My goal is to take is to shoot between forty five hundred and six thousand photos that weekend, and that includes me taking about nine to ten pictures of you from different uh, zooms and sides as I walk along. Now you're a shutterbug. Yeah, I a like massive to, one. Yeah, I like to get pictures of everybody. I really do. Now I know there are a lot of female cosplayers out there that are well-endowed, and they cosplay. I don't have an issue with that. I don't think I ever will have an issue with that, because I don't go trolling for that. But, I think it was halfway through Sunday, and I think, Mako, I think you were with me when I said this, and I said, you know, I I, I just felt that I was getting my fill of well-endowed cosplayers. It was like, a lot of the female cosplayers I saw, they were just pretty much top-heavy. And I found myself going out of my way to find other cosplayers to take pictures of. It just felt like I just I had just gotten my fill of it. And it didn't matter what the cosplay was. It was just like, you know, I think this is just a little bit too much for me. And I kind of felt if I kept taking pictures of these cosplayers, people are going to accuse me of, you know, of just purposely looking for these cosplayers, which I wasn't. So, I'm just saying, you know, if you want to cosplay and you're well endowed, that, that's fine. That's cool. But, 
if I've taken oh so many well endowed pictures of well endowed cosplayers, I'm probably gonna just gonna keep walking because it's not you. It's just a whole scenario of things. So, and it doesn't my mean- whole thing yeah. is if you're you know if you're well endowed, that's great. Mm-hmm. Just because you're well endowed doesn't mean that they have to be hanging out. And I saw a couple of cosplay where, you know, the outfits were so either snug or shortened up top that you per- – like it was purposely so the girls were out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think not to victim shame or anything like that. But when a costume doesn't call for something like that, I don't think it needs to be done. Right. Mm-hmm. It's getting old very quick. And again, it's, you know, if it's part of the costume and it's part of the character, that's one thing. I would never tell, you know, any of these, you know, keyhole suits that are supposed to be there for all of these superheroes to say, you know what, cover up your tits. Mm-hmm. But at the same power girl. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. But at <laughs> the same time, you know, when a character, while not necessarily modest, doesn't necessarily have big boobs as the character and you're going to showcase your big boobs because you have them, you're not really at that point being the character. You're just showing off your boobs. Especially when the character's supposed to be really young. Mm-hmm. And you go, oh, wait, here, you know, yes, the character's supposed to be 14 or 15, but I'm not, so here are my boobs. <laughs> As we go into the. Um a chat room here at live.vognetwork.com. Uh, Sarah Ackerman says, I had to stuff my bra for Haku Yoane from Vocaloid. Uh, Nemesis of Serenity Lewis says, what a way to get cost famous. Show titties. Sarcasm. Uh, Kelly the Mighty says, I get annoyed when people take cosplays and then take more revealing than they were supposed to be. It looks kind of trashy. I guess, and um, Sarah Ackerman follows up with, I would rather stuff my bra and use makeup. Kelly goes, I I guess what makes up for no personality. And Stardust Megu says, the thing is that some people are too obsessed with being cos-famous that they forget the true meaning of cosplay. She gets a gold star from me. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing I kept saying about DCC over the weekend was... This is how New York Comic Con should be. This is how New York Comic Con used to be. It's now New York Entertainment Con, or Comic and Entertainment Con, you know? Now, how long before they start phasing out the comic portion of that? What makes you think they haven't started already? They're trying to be like SDCC. But anywho, that's a story, that's a different time, different pocket, whatever. Overall, I just thought it was really good. If it wasn't for the conflicting dates, I would definitely go back. No doubt about it. If it wasn't for the amount of freaking money I spent this past weekend. That makes two of us. It was, I mean, the convention itself was amazing and I loved it. But at the same time, the amount of money spent this weekend was absolutely fucking ridiculous. And that Mm -hmm. is the only reason why I won't be going back. 
with plane tickets and the hotel and the fact that there is no um, no transportation from the airport to the main convention mm-hmm. center, it just it does not leave a lot for out of towners to be able to really get around. Yeah. Now, if we go into the chat room, uh, Nemesis String Lewis says, it ain't like you'll be in Playboy for your cosplays. <gasps> yeah, about that. Um, I think y'all missed the episode. This was maybe about a few episodes back where we talked about, I think Ivy Doom Kitty was featured on Playboy. And another friend of mine, uh, 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 her cosplay, she was also featured on Playboy. So, yeah, Playboy is now featuring various cosplayers. Whether they are nude or not, I don't know. I don't care. I rather not know, not care, because most likely I'm going to know half those people, and I feel it would just change the dynamics of our friendship. And I just rather leave it at that. Um, let's see, going at the time here, um, shall we skip the articles for next week or just pick one and just, and just jump to the rest? We can wait till next week. Okay. Yeah. Cause there, there are some stuff that I wanted to talk about, but I know if I get on it, we'll be here till midnight and Makotron will shoot me. Why I don't have work tomorrow. Well, there are things I have to do, and I don't want to be up <laughs> too, too late. Uh-huh. Going to try and blame me, and it's all you anyway. <laughs> and the one time I don't put that disclaimer, she'll bitch at me after the show about, you know, and it's like, I can't win either way. If I don't have anything to do the next day, I don't care how long the podcast runs. It could run until 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, as long as I don't have to get up <laughs> at, you know, 7 o'clock in the morning. The crack of dawn. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, you know what? I, I, truth be told, I'd rather not talk about that stuff. I, I, I'm going to wait on that. Mm-hmm. But for right now, we have opened up the Skype line. Um, and what we're going to do, we're going to go ahead and see. All right. Somebody um, wanted to be friends with us on the Skype chat. All right. That's cool. Now, we're going to go ahead and open the Skype line. And we're going to have the... <sighs> now, we're going to pause before we go to the open forum topic because we, we have a call on the Skype line already. You would long. think you would think that you know as fast of a connection I have, and as fast as I am to go from one keyboard to another to bring up the browser for the open forum topic, the Skype line comes rolling in. So the Skype line is faster today tonight. You are live on Anime Jam session. Who are we talking with tonight? Hi guys, it's uh, MSS. And it's Samantha here. Hey you two, Hello. what's up? You have two minutes. Well. First things first, I do want to say that's not. I, I love it here. Yeah. I want to move here. Yeah. What is and, it? I can and barely you, understand you. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, a little bit better, yeah. Sorry, there's a fire going off. Yeah, we're uh, uh, we're just uh, staying with friends for the weekend. Uh, 
Are you two, do you have this on speaker or something like that? Oh. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Because that, that explains why it's breaking up on our end to hear you. So, uh, let's see. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, not much, guys. Uh, as I said, Friday's here for the weekend. I'm married. So, well, congratulations, uh, you two kids. Thanks, guys. Thanks. And Thank I'm glad, you. glad you guys seem to have a good time for Comic-Con. Um, I was going to have a work then. Yeah, we had a great time. And, uh, like Saturday of the Con, the con we had that big uh, rainstorm there. Everything downtown and everything. And the next thing you know, I was up. And the end of the time, the nail siren going off. <laughs> All over the place. Okay. So I guess you could call it tornado now. Lord, don't 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 joke like that. Don't joke like that. No, no. <laughs> Anything else? Uh uh-uh, uh, not really. Alright then, guys. I uh, hope you guys had fun then, and uh, hope you can come out next year. Uh, well, like I said, we can't do it for, for for like financial and convention reasons. So maybe 2017. We'll see what happens. Okay. Hi, man. Take care. All right. You take bye, care. Bye. Enjoy bye, you too. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, the lovely couple. How sweet. I didn't mean that. Okay. We're going to go ahead. Like I said, Skype line is open. If you want to talk to us about any topics from tonight's show, if you want to ask us any questions about prior shows, whatever, it's cut. you're restricted to two minutes due to time constraints of everything we want to do tonight. While that is open, we're going to go ahead and open up the um, open forum topic. The open forum topic is where we ask all of you fans your opinion on a topic in the anime cosplay fandom. If you don't want us to use your real name, put a different name before it, and we'll use that instead. And we ask that you keep it civil. Here's this week's open forum topic. Original cosplays. I saw a lot of them at Denver Comic Con last weekend, but some say that doing your own take and making your own original cosplay for a known character takes away from the character you're cosplaying. Does it? What do you think? Um, from Serenity41088, she did an original concept of Alice Kirkland from Hatalia, uh, which, and she did an OC rarity from My Little Pony. She's done OCs a lot, but even with the same character from an anime in different clothes. I love OC. brings up the creative side of people. Now, the thing about My Little Pony, it's OC, but it's also Genjinka because you, you base it off of, like, fa- fan art or what you think the character should wear. So, it's a little bit of column A and column B. Uh, Nemesis47 uh, did, brings up, uh, he did a seasonal cosplay of Beat from The World Ends With You and a summer version of Death the Kid from Soul Eater. And he did male Mammy Tomoe from Madoka, which is his OC. And, he, and he's doing the 11th Doctor uh, from Doctor Hoops. Okay. I think sort of like that, it, 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 it's sort of like, you know, I've seen people doing um, male variants of um, Mammy and various other characters. So I don't say you can say that's OC unless it's an original design, Which, but, but I do get that. 
Sarah Ackerman says uh, when she went to OhioCon, she was her OC Sarah Ackerman and had a blast and even took a step ahead and made it into a drinking game. Every time she was called Femme Aaron, she had to take a shot. She did nine shots, and then she took that cosplay to Annie Marathon with the, with the 3D maneuver gear belts that she made. And she wore it for her, and when her friend was also Levy, and a father-daughter duo. Okay, fair enough. Now, I feel doing original character cosplay, not it doesn't up the ante, but it just shows more originality. It shows you can kind of step out the box. We all know what the character's wear on the sh- on the various animes and TV shows and so forth. But uh, how about a fan art design of what they will, but what else would they wear? You know, a hybrid of this or a hybrid of that. I mean, like, someone did a fan art of Luigi as the 11th Doctor, and I thought that was cool. No, wait, wh- or was it the 10th? No, it was the 11th. Right, 11th. It's so crossover on- cosplay, in other words. Yeah, that's something. And even if it wasn't, maybe more like a steampunk Luigi or something like that. Or maybe like a... Uh, maybe like a, a Fissinosaur variant of of Ash Ketchum, you know that could that could kind of work because of the jacket, you know, or maybe Ma, uh, Makoto Kino looking like she's ready to compete on Iron Chef or Hell's Kitchen, something like that, you know. It, it, it works. I know some people say it takes away because that means you can't do the original cosplay. That doesn't mean anything as long as you can do it, you know, and show some creativity, like. My friend uh, Blue Bunny Cosplay, where she did the designs of all the Disney princesses while Lolita. It worked. So there. All right, you two. What are you two uh, thoughts about this? Considering I constantly play uh, cosplay as original concept, uh, that's my answer. Mm -hmm. I mean, Lolita Deadpool is definitely original concept. Um because there is no Lolita Deadpool and the outfit that Deadpool wears when he does Lolita is Deadpool's outfit with a dress over it. (laughs) Um, The sailor girl scout concept, Mm -hmm. which I absolutely love Um, the kind of punkish outfits for the sailor senshi. When I made the Luna, the punk Luna, I mean, that's just the kind of crap I like because it doesn't mean that I have to be, you know, in a short skirt or in tight clothing. It just means that, you know, I can do something and have people go, oh, hey, you are, you know, this character. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, And I mean, doing, you know, doing casual versions of anything while, you know, for, say, Sailor Moon, there are a lot of casual clothing um, scenes in the anime uh, that's not usually what people go towards. Um, they're in a lot of different costumes. Like the last season of Sailor Moon, uh, some of the girls are in um, maid outfits for their for their high school um, uh, culture thing. So, I mean, having some of them be in maid outfits, that's that's still canon, but it's not, you know, it's not something that people typically look for. Uh, the art book style for Sailor Moon, where the uh, they're the the fruit maids, 
Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, it's not technically original concept, but it's not something that everybody is doing. It's not the typical outfits that you're going to see. So people go, oh, hey, that's pretty cool. You still know who it is. And it, it makes for, it makes for a change in dimension. Fair enough. Uh, what about you, Ari? Uh, well, you know, I'll agree that some of the, <clears throat> You know, variants on different outfits or whatever is uh, neat because, you know, everyone sees the, uh, the, you know, the casual versions of a Sailor Scouts and whatnot. But, uh, honestly, I can hardly pull off normal cosplays nowadays. So, uh, my opinion, opinion is kind of, uh, skewed. Hmm. But, I uh, will say, if though- it's something like, like from like a, official artwork book or something like that, then yeah, I'm all for it. But uh, fan art versions of them, eh, kind of a mixed bag, but I haven't really really seen that many good ones, so. I will say that there there are some things out there that are just way overdone. Um, Like swimsuit cosplay. And sexy no jutsu and, you know... Well, I haven't seen as much sexy no jutsu yeah, in a while. Kind of, yeah, that's really that's really kind of gone the way of the dodo bird more mm-hmm. or less. But I mean, swimsuit cosplay. I get it. People want to do that, and you know, if you're taking shots in the pool, that's awesome. But if you're just walking around a convention in a swimsuit, it kind of loses the appeal of, you know, of the original concept. Also, you might. Involve am I to invite creepers? Well, I mean, besides that, but if you are doing a theme original concept like that, if you're if you're doing swimsuits, you know the theme should be done, you know, all together. Just walking around in a swimsuit is basically walking around in a swimsuit. If you're not in a pool or on the beach or doing something like that, you lose a lot of it. Um, and. While I like the concept, there's so much, you know, turn this character into a sailor senshi kind of thing that unless it's something done really, really well or is, you know, something very, very different, it's, you know, it's getting kind of old to me. Not that, you know, I say stop doing it. It's just it's not as exciting to see it, you know, the 800th time that it's out there. Uh Uh-huh. So, I mean, once it gets to a point where, you know, that's everybody's go-to thing instead of doing, you know, either a different original concept or going back to the original style, you know, when everybody starts doing, you know, um, like everybody's doing the no flutter crap now. Mm -hmm. And I love What's the no flutter crap? No Flutter, um, her art style, basically, it's the same for everything she does. It and looks, I love her like a, art. I like seriously a, do. It's like a burlesque style in a way, you know? It's it's burlesque meets steampunk, mm-hmm. depending on the accessories that she draws into the characters. But every single character looks exactly the same. She has no dimension for her art style. Every outfit is a variation of color. Every, you know, everything is very, very slightly different. And while I love her stuff, 
you know, everybody is so up in arms going, oh, I have to do this. Oh, I have to do this. I am so sick and tired of seeing it. I mean, yeah, now she's got, you know, she's got the no flutter, you know, she's got just about every Sailor Moon character done. And every time she puts a new character out, oh, I have to do this. No, you don't. But I have to. No, you don't. But I want But she to. has to. No, the whole thing is, you know what, if you want to do it, that's great. But, you know, you're planning this for a year from now. By a year from now, it's going to be even more ridiculous and overly used. And, you know, there's just so, oh, there's just so much of it out there now that it has basically killed the quote unquote original concept of it. Mm. I mean, no matter what convention you go to, there is somebody doing a no flutter cosplay. And again, I love her art style, but there is absolutely no – once you see the first two or three, there is no creativity left. It's the same outfit with different colors and you know a different pattern to – to the uh, to the fabric, quote unquote, that she uses. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I, it's being oversaturated. It is, it is, and it's very, very sad because while these outfits are beautiful, when you go to a convention and everybody is doing those outfits, it's so boring. You know, when I go when I go to a Sailor Moon. Uh, a Sailor Moon photo shoot, I don't want to see 10 no-flutter Sailor Moons. Five is fine. Five is not fine. One or two might be fine. When, you know, when the entire convention center is doing no-flutter designs, it's it's ridiculous. Yes, she's got a lot of beautiful concepts, but at the same time, when too many people start doing it, it loses the original concept playability and becomes boring and tedious. Fair enough. And as Stardust Megu says, no flutter con. Don't give them any ideas. Please don't. I don't think I would want to attend that. I, I would, don't think I would want to attend that. I and go, I mean, I, I've uh, a version of No Flutter. Uh, it's not, you know, fully her concept. And I think that's what it is, is people are copying her, her artwork so closely that every single outfit out there looks the same. People put no originality into it whatsoever. And that, I think, is what's killing it. You know, yes, her concept is great. Her her the outfits are beautiful, but you know, if you don't put your own twist on it, you're going to look like everybody else out there. Mm-hmm. It's played out. It is. Take the stuff and put your own damn twist onto it. It does not need to be an exact copy of her fucking work. Unless you're China. Well, yeah. If it was China, then it would be bootlegged as all hell. That's, why That's actually it. happening. Yep. Her artwork, her artwork is being stolen by uh, the Chinese cosplay market. And I think McCall's or one of them is doing patterns loosely based off of her style. I don't know if it's McCall's. It's one of them. But yeah, it's like 
you know, I love original concept, but at the same time, people be fucking creative. If you're going to do original concept, be fucking creative about it. And uh, Stardust Megu says, preach, Mako-chan. <laughs> I'd ask for an amen, but... Mm. Let's go ahead and... Co- uh, let's... let's uh, you know what? This is a strange news from Japan. I'm going to take the first one. Okay. Woman stabs mother after being told to get a real job. See, if my mother mother said that to me and I tried to stab her, my ass be dead. She would have taken a knife out of your hand and sliced your throat all in one same motion. You'd be dead before you hit the ground, right? No, she'd flip the knife around and beat me with the handle with it until I was dead. I don't know. The way I describe it sounds more nuts Uh, and retaliatory. Fair enough. A 28-year-old unemployed woman has been arrested on suspicion of attempted murder after she stabbed her mother at their apartment in Tokyo's Arakawa Ward this past Sunday. According to the police, Naomi Ota stabbed her 60-year-old mother in her right side several times with a kitchen knife after being told by her mother to get a real job. She then called 119, which is Japan's equivalent to 911, to report what she had done. Oda's mother sustained several puncture, serious puncture wounds in her liver and was taken to the hospital where she was in stable condition. Oda was courted by police and her mother would regularly pester her about changing the way she lives and getting a job. Okay. I, this is one thing. They will commit a crime and then own up to it right afterwards. That's some serious honor shit right there. Alright, who wants to take the next one? Um, I'll take it, I guess. Go for it. A woman was arrested for pocketing change given to her by mistake. What? Police in Miyagi Prefecture on May 21st arrested a woman on swindling charges when swindling charges after a cashier at a local store erroneously handed her an extra 45,000 yen in change. The woman was denying, denying the charges claiming that she simply didn't notice a large amount of cash she received in the transaction. The incident occurred on May, March 25th in a convenience store in Ishinomaki City where a 47-year-old company employee was making a large payment release to, related to her mobile phone. Local police say that the bill came to approximately 102,000 yen, which the woman paid for using 105,000 yen in cash. The cashier subsequently made an error while putting an amount in the machine and in place of receiving the correct 3,000 or so yen in change, the woman was handed 48,000 yen instead. She left the store without saying anything. And just the woman is currently denying a charge of saying that she merely didn't notice the extra cash. And just so you know, 45,000 yen equivalents to about $363. It's not my, It's not her fault they fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, maybe the way they gave her the bills and the, the thickness, you would not realize it. If you were in a rush, I can kind of see that, but you know... It kind of feels like I'm stretching here. They're like, wait, why is she giving me all this money? Am I being punked? Hmm. Well, I admit to, you know, taking my crap and sticking it into a pocket and not even realizing that I might have walked out with 
more or less. I would be like, yeah, the hell with it. Not my problem. Mm-hmm. Just, just act casual about it. Don't walk away like you've been just given a whole shitload of money by mistake. Yeah, well, their whole thing is, you know, oh, it, it must be something that they did. They must have, you know, they're being dishonest. And they're stealing money from us. Arrest them. Mm-hmm. Michael Chan, last one is yours. Yeah, so um, basically, this is an article about the growing problem of uh, bad behavior by teachers. And Wait, I know stop. that we've covered some stop. of the uh, some of the examples in here on wait. the show. Wait, 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 wait. Huh? Bad teachers, not bad students. Uh, no, this wow. is uh, this is the teachers that um, you know are peeping through bathroom windows and doing upskirt shots gotcha. and yeah, those um, kind of teachers. Yeah, those kind of teachers. So, a total of nine thousand four hundred and ninety-four teachers in public schools nationwide in Japan had to be disciplined in twenty thirteen. The offenses included illegal corporate punishment of students, which involved uh, 3,953 teachers, um, obscene behavior towards students and others, which involved 205 teachers. Um, and yeah, so uh, it says obscene behavior takes many forms. Uh, the ministry statistician explored the fine points. Uh, the 205 offenses include 56 cases of physical contact, 37 of peeping, 30 of sexual intercourse, and 19 of sending students erotic emails. Wow. Yeah. So there was a 32-year-old Tokyo senior high school teacher dismissed for harassing a student with attentions uh, ranging from uh, email to suggestive remarks um, to presence and open proposition. A 53-year-old Tokyo high school teacher uh, suspended for photographing a partially undressed girl in the first aid room. A 38-year-old teacher docked 10% of a month's pay for verbal, uh, for verbal sexual assault of a former student. And it's not just at the schools. Um, this one I know that we talked about, the 64-year-old junior high school principal that was arrested um, in connection to sex tourism in the Philippines, where over a period of 20 years, he alleged to have bedded 12,000 women. A 29-year-old Tokyo senior high school teacher was fired after allegedly forcing a kiss on a delivery lady. A 32-year-old elementary school teacher lost his job after allegedly photographing up a, school, up a girl's skirt at a game center. Um, so, yeah, we're seeing more and more teachers in their 20s involved in scandals. Education writer uh, Yukiko, uh, Yukio Ishikawa says... Uh, these are the children of the so-called monster parents of the 1990s who spoiled their kids rotten and never taught them that every wish was not necessary uh, to be gratified. Consequently, they never developed the faculty of self-control. 
that may be true as far as it goes, but it's partial explanation at best, saying nothing, for example, about older offenders who seem hardly less lacking in self-control. Another contributing factor is how easy it's become, thanks to social networking sites, to force unwanted attention on people. It seems to have removed or considerably lowered the distance between teacher and student. In the good old days, they met in the classroom but inhabited different social and psychological spheres, and they no longer do. Uh, so disturbing did this appear to the Satima Board of Education after four of the prefecture's teachers were alleged to have sent obscene email to students, it established a rule forbidding all teachers under its jurisdiction to send any private email under any circumstance to any students, no excuses and no exceptions. So, yeah. Could be worse. I mean, not for nothing. You know, this is just something that, while isn't good, it's just been, it's been going on. Um, I know the schools here have problems with this. Uh Uh-huh. How many how many female teachers end up fired because they've had sex with their fourteen year old students? I know in my high school there were teachers that were on drugs. Um, they were alcoholics and bringing it into the school. And I know one of the teachers was fired. I think the year before I came in. Um, for having sex with a student to raise her grade. See, I never had incidents of that happening in any of my schools. The teachers seemed to have their heads rather firmly planted on their shoulders and not completely up their asses. I'm sure the times have changed since then, but, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. I think we're done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As I said before, it could be worse. It could be st- teachers from the New York City school district. Mm-hmm. Please, like that's not happening anyway. I know. <laughs> we'll be back.
not really the two ladies I originally expected, but it's not so bad. Where the hell did everybody go? I'm here. Oh, okay. I was like, did the Skype call drop again? Son of a bitch. No, I'm oh. here. Okay. Well, if you like what you heard, tell a friend. They in turn tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers. We're independent podcasters. We tell you straight up how it is. No bullshit behind it. If you have any questions, ideas, thoughts, raves, plays, whatever... Drop us a line at podcast at Anime Jam Session. That's podcast at Anime Jam Session. Let us know what's up. We are here to believe you. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com. Um, I posted a couple of articles about what happened at MomoCon, and we will be going into full detail about that uh, next week. Um, also, you can find our podcast there as well. If you're unable to get to our website for our podcast, you can find us at Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Xbox Music, and TuneIn Radio. If you listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher or subscribe, please drop us a couple of five-star reviews. That would be really awesome of you. Check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash TV. This is where we post all of our convention videos, whether it's interviews, uh, reviews, uh, masquerades, and cool stuff. You'll definitely find them there. If you want to follow us on YouTube and see what stuff that we like to do, like share and upload and so forth I'm at youtube.com slash djvonmess Ari is Ari22682 and Mako-chan is over at Jupluna. twitter.com slash session. follow us on twitter for updates about our website articles, photos and videos are going up at conventions we're going to and all that cool shiz if you want to follow us on twitter and see what we talk about in our daily lives more or less you can find me at twitter.com slash Ari is at the Ari Man, and Mako Chan is over at Jovideo. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. To everyone that has liked our page and our articles, the videos that we share, the photos that we post, thank you so much. We love the support by it, and we can't thank you enough. As long as you continue to like what we put up there, we're going to bring you more content. That's how we roll. If you want to follow us individually on Facebook and see what's going on, see what's up, I'm at facebook.com slash imdjvonmess or at that guy. Ari is at Ari Rockefeller. And you can find uh, Mako-chan over at Makoto, Mako-chan Kino, or Mako-chan. Uh, we are here twice a week on the VOD Network Live, Tuesdays at 9.30. Encore, Thursdays at 2. But there are tons of other podcasts on the VOD Network you want to check out. We have Starboard Power Coupling Podcast, The Geek Card, uh, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Under Sedation Live, The Electric Sisterhood, Girls Gone Wow, Courthouse, The Bobby Blackwell Show, and Orange Lounge Radio. These podcasts cover everything from geek to pop culture to gaming and so much more. But they are on throughout the week, so definitely check those shows out. Uh, go around the room. Uh, last words... Ari. Well, I was happy to see Dragon Ball Bridge. The new episode came out what, this weekend. It was a lot I of fun. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> Alright. Last words, Mako-chan. I'm playing Neko Atsumi, and I'm having a lot of fun, and it's addicting. Is the fat cat eating all the food? 
It's a fucking fat cat that eats all the food. Oh my god. I had to actually stop putting the more expensive food out there so that it would stop eating it. Because it, the thing is, once you open up the second room, there's basically uh, an indoor room and an outdoor room then. And the fat cat is so fat that if you put the more expensive food in the indoor room, it won't actually cross outdoors to go indoors to get the food. Um, Mako Chan, you know they're, do- there's a, they're doing a manga based off of that. I know. I put it on the show roll to be on there today, I think. Yeah, I didn't know what you were talking about so somebody else had shared it. I was like, oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. It's it's basically, it's not really a full manga. It's, uh, I think, a three-episode web series. Okay. That's, that's what's out right now, or that's what's being done right now. It's just, you know, three really small episodes, like three panels small per episode, so yeah. But it's cute and adorable, and if you have not started playing this game, you definitely need to, because it's addicting! And you don't really have to do anything to actually play it. Uh, my last words. I am probably gonna catch up with some anime and crack open the ice cream that I bought tonight. Mm. Peanut butter cup. Ooh, peanut butter cup. Hey, you got your wine ice cream. Shut up. That Ooh, sounds tasty. peanut butter cup. Lord. Okay. Are we done for tonight? I'd like to I think, think we, we are. are. That makes two of us. Stick a fork in us. We're done. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. And we out this bitch. Night. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Bye-bye. No. <laughs> no. Bye-bye. That was better, I guess. Good night, Maka-chan! I'm at the point where I just don't care anymore. I know, and I love it. <laughs>